This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. We're breaking news just coming in to ESPN and just coming in to Fitz and Harry. Kyrie Irving has told the Nets he wants to be traded before Thursday's trade deadline. Think about that. With only days remaining until we hit the trade deadline, Kyrie Irving has now made it apparent to the team that he wants to be traded, and if he is not traded, he will leave as a free agent this summer, meaning he's put all of his eggs in the basket of get me the hell out of here. So when we have sat here for years and said that Brooklyn will be judged by one thing, championships, that this era was supposed to be about new sustained greatness. We've watched KD flirt with leaving only to come back. We've watched all of the issues with Kyrie off the court. Finally, when you think that there's a chance that when KD gets healthy, this team could contend for a championship, instead we find out that it may all end right now. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance HD. I'm stunned to find out days before the trade line. These trades are complicated, and now you've given a team an ultimatum days before that you want out while KD's still not healthy. This is a disaster for the Nets. Here, here's what I want to know. I want to know what's the mental state of the Brooklyn Nets in their front office. Right? Are, are they okay with saying, you know what, we're not going to trade you right now, but we're willing to let you walk in free agency just to have a chance at a title run? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because at this point right now, they, they haven't been able to get everything that they needed out of those two guys and Kevin Durant and, and, and Kyrie Irving from a playoff perspective, right? It's especially Kyrie Irving. But are you okay with saying, I'm going to leave you here and you just walk in free agency? Or do you say, where are you as an organization uh, on this side of things and saying, okay, let's go ahead and try to trade him now and get some assets for him? In my mind, right now, if this signifies the end of this Nets era, this is by far one of the most disappointing eras, chapters we've ever seen in NBA history from any team. Most definitely. When you think about what the expectations were and now you think about where they are, I think you're right. If I'm the Nets, I'll acknowledge the fact that you want to be gone, but nothing I'm going to get in return will make up for the fact that we got nothing out of this era. You got to say, hey, man, I appreciate it. I respect it, but you're going to have to stick around. We got to try this year. We 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 got to try. This is our only shot. You know, it's that moment where he can come in and, and you, you we can acknowledge, hey, it might mean you lose him for nothing, but what do you want, what are you going to get in return that's going to ease the blow of the fact that now your team is essentially going to be irrelevant for the rest of this year? In an East that you needed all the firepower you could get to be competitive, you lose Kyrie, you're, 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 it's useless at this point. You got nothing at this point with Kyrie. Kyrie's smart, though. Kyrie's smart. He waited. To a few days before the trade trade deadline. Also, when Kevin Durant's hurt and he's playing very, very well, he's averaging twenty seven point one points per game, five rebounds, five assists. I just said the other night watching him against the Boston Celtics, even though the Brooklyn Nets got throttled in that game, you did, yeah. His play with the basketball—it's like the basketball is on a string, and the way he can make the tough, you know, jump shots and get to the rim and make the tough layups. I, I haven't seen anything like it since I've been living from a guy his size. I haven't. 
It's interesting because when you say that, all it makes me think is like he is having this run right now without KD. Yeah. Maybe he just doesn't want to share with KD. Maybe he's like, "This is my chance to you know." I'm sure I'm reminding the world that I'm I'm alpha. Or, or, or he waited. I'm Batman. Or he waited to back the Nets in a corner to try to force a move. But the other side of this, I say this with mass respect, like just in general. I'm not. This sounds disrespectful. I'm not trying to disrespect the game of Kyrie. Why? Does anybody want him? Like at, at this point, well, I, I I I know why because he's an exceptional talent when it comes to the basketball court. And, but and would I, you would but, you but leverage your future for right now, knowing but, he might leave in a year? But, but here's the thing: I've played with guys who were a holes as teammates and around the facility, but they were top notch players. So you kind of dealt with some things. Somebody's gonna be somebody's gonna be willing to deal with it. Now it's not gonna be 10, 12, 14 teams. But one team that that desperately desperately needs a player like Kyrie Irving, they're going to be willing to put up with it. I would deal like I'm I'm putting on my GM hat. I'm putting on my owner hat. I'm putting on my franchise hat. Right. I'll deal with the jerk. I'll deal with somebody that philosophically I don't believe in any of their core. Well, let me say this: beliefs. I don't want to sit up here. I'm not calling Kyrie Irving a hole. I'm just saying. Oh, and it's a good clarity. That's yes, a good clarity. I got to make sure I say that first. I'm, I'm going to say the same thing. This is like for right now. I'm saying in general. In general, I would deal with a jerk. In general, I will deal with somebody that uh, I don't. I don't agree with any of their life philosophies. If I think they're helping me win games and I'm a team owner, in general, I will handle all that. In general, I'd even deal with a bad teammate. In general, I would deal with the locker room cancer if I had to. In general, I would deal with all of those things. But specifically, the one thing I can't deal with is a player that might one day just decide they don't want to be there. And when it is your history as a player that you are willing, whenever it comes in, to say, I know my worth, I know my agency, I don't want to be here anymore, I can't risk any of my future to acquire you for today when I don't know if you're going to stay around long enough to make it worth my while. And I understand what you're saying because it's not the play of Kyrie Irving. It's not a lot of the other stuff with Kyrie Irving. But it's about the loyalty in which where Kyrie Irving is. Is he being loyal to that team? Is he being loyal to that front office? And I don't think we've seen that on a consistent basis from Kyrie Irving. Again, the breaking news we have just gotten into ESPN uh, is that Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving has told the franchise he wants to be traded ahead of Thursday's deadline. Sources told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, we are efforting Brian Windhorst, who will join us shortly to give us more insight on all of this. It raises so many questions because right now, if everything breaks right for the Nets without this, if you if you had asked me 22 minutes ago what the ceiling is for the Nets, the answer to that is the NBA championship, right? Like, if Kyrie and KD can go on a run, can they compete in the East? Heck yeah. But now you've got to look at it and say this is a nightmare scenario. Efforting great work by Evan and Devin behind the scenes. We've already got Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider. Uh, Brian, I appreciate your time. I know you're obviously getting blown up right now. What's your initial reaction to the breaking news that Kyrie Irving has told the Nets he wants to be traded? Well, about a week or so ago, his agent, who is his stepmother, went on the record letting it be known that Kyrie wanted an extension from the Nets, and he wanted it now. Um, And the the ball was in the Nets' court. So that was sort of the first salvo. Uh, Quite clearly, the offers, if the Nets have made any, are not to Kyrie's liking. And so he's trying to put them in the corner here. This just goes back to last summer when he couldn't get the contract offer um, that he wanted from the Nets and um, asked at that time to try to um, 
to try to find a trade partner. He couldn't find a trade partner and was sort of locked into having to accept this player option this season and um, and go into this year. And uh, the timing on this is at the end of him being pretty quiet for six weeks, focusing on basketball, not focusing on drama, and being available. He's only missed three games since coming back from that suspension in November. This is the, the, the exact Kyrie Irving that the Nets had wanted, um, and it's why the Nets uh, you know, have been somewhat successful, such with Durant. And this is why the Nets can't bring themselves to give him an extension and why I suspect any team that would trade for him would be very nervous about giving up anything of real value because they know that he's going to want a huge contract for a player who cannot be counted on. And here he is, the Nets in a vulnerable position, him not being able to be counted on to be focused on the team. And Brian, I got to ask you, if you're the Nets, what side of the spectrum do you think they would lean towards? Do you trade Kyrie Irving right now and get those assets? Or do you keep him throughout this season and let him, and let him walk in free agency and say, you know what, we got to try to make a title run? I don't think that they'd get much for him, to be honest with you, because it's you're not just trading for Kyrie Irving. You're trading for Kyrie Irving, who wants a five-year max contract. And that second part of it really is going to restrict teams from going uh, full in on him. And so, you know, basically, if you look at the way the Nets have operated, and look, we are very early in this process. This uh, request has just come down to the team. Um, you know, there has been no calls. But if you remember, last year, they basically staked out a position that they would not trade Kevin Durant unless they were blown away with an offer, that they would not trade Kyrie Irving in a sign-and-trade unless they were very impressed with an offer. So high were their standards that they basically never advanced in talks for either player. And considering that this team, when it was together, played really well in December and that Durant is coming back here possibly before the All-Star break, I cannot see them doing anything but tripling and quadrupling down on maximizing this season. I, my initial feel here, without seeing how the league reacts to this news, is they will not grant this trade request and remind Kyrie that they will have his rights this summer and that he needs to remain a partner. I got to ask you, I feel like it's almost a requirement. We try to tie everything to the Lakers. Is there some scenario in your mind that could bring Kyrie Irving to the Lakers? Only if the Lakers could get him for next to nothing. You can't offer, you can't put those draft picks into a, tri, into a Kyrie. I'm going to say this. I don't know where the Lakers are on this because it just happened, but the position that the Lakers have had in the past is they can't put these picks. These are the last things that they have. You can't put them into a player that you can't know is going to be a part of your team long-term. And I just don't think any team in this league can offer Kyrie Irving the kind of extension that the, the you know that he is looking for at this point in time. Um, and the other thing is that the Nets are not interested in a rebuild. Trading Kyrie Irving for draft picks would be a rebuild trade. Um, I'm not sure they're in that in that mode right now. But obviously, the Lakers are going to be the first team to come up. And I'm sure that's I'm sure that's where Kyrie has a lot of interest, and I'm sure the fact that Westbrook has played better recently, which would be it would almost have to be what the trade would be. I'm sure that that's going to be something that um, is going to be discussed. But I just can't see the Lakers trading for Kyrie Irving and then thinking about paying him two hundred million dollars. I just can't see it. Brian, I know how busy your day suddenly became. It means the world that you answered the call. Thanks for coming on with us and giving us the breakdown, my friend. Thank you.
Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider. The breaking news that is just in, Kyrie Irving has told the Nets he wants to be traded ahead of Thursday's trade deadline. That's right, less than a week to get it done. That's what he's told the Nets that he wants. The question is, will they give it to him? We will continue to react to the breaking news next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Breaking NBA news, just hitting. Sources have told us, Adrian Wojnarowski tweeting out, Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving has told the franchise that he wants to be traded ahead of Thursday's deadline, sources tell ESPN. Four minutes ago, another tweet from Woj. Quote, there were some talks on a new deal for Irving, but no deal was reached and a trade request was delivered to the organization today, sources tell ESPN. Irving can leave the franchise this summer as a free agent. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. You guys can chime in on this. The Kyrie Irving conversation is always a polarizing one. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. We all know the game isn't over till it's over, so next time your car breaks down, don't call it quits. Head to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors Motors.com. Let's ride. So, you know, uh, <laughs> Harry wasn't ready for my in-person, let's ride. I mean, there's a whole swaggy thing to it, no? It's hilarious. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, look, we just talked to Wendy, uh, Brian Windhorse, obviously one of our favorites, one of the best ESPN uh, NBA analysts that we have out there as everyone's sort of trying to process what this means. This is very breaking news. So, you know, can I tell you exactly how the Lakers feel about it yet? No, we don't know any of that. But we, what we did ask Windhorse is how he thinks the Nets will react to the Kyrie trade. It should be noted here. This is we asked him specifically how he thinks this is is not him reporting from the Nets standpoint, simply giving his opinion on what he thinks the next step could be for the Nets in their reaction. Last year, they basically staked out a position that they would not trade Kevin Durant unless they were blown away with an offer, that they would not trade Kyrie Irving in a sign and trade unless they were very impressed with an offer. So high were their standards that they basically never advanced in talks for either player. And considering that this team, when it was together, played really well in December and that Durant is coming back here possibly before the All-Star break, I cannot see them doing anything but tripling and quadrupling down on maximizing this season. I, my initial feel here, without seeing how the league reacts to this news, is they will not grant this trade request and remind Kyrie that they will have his rights this summer and that he needs to remain a partner. Harry, it matches what you just said. I don't know if you're the Nets, how you can justify moving on for what little you'll be able to get in return for a player that without him, you've got no shot at the championship. Fitz, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant got there in 2019-2020 season. They don't even have an Eastern Conference Finals appearance to show for it. If I'm the Brooklyn Nets, and I'm telling you right now, I'm not trading them. You're going to have to play out the rest of this season. I need to see what 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 left can I get out of you potentially to try to go win a title or at least reach an Eastern Conference Final finals and potentially the NBA finals. I, I keep thinking about the disaster that this chapter and, and can't let them go. I'm not I, 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 I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not trying to kick Nets fans while you're down. I, I I'm genuinely not. 
I just keep thinking about what we sold as the expectations. This wasn't just supposed to be a great team. This wasn't even just supposed to be a championship team. This was supposed to be the rebranding of a franchise in a way that would make them relevant for generations to come in the NBA culture. And instead, the only brand that's become secure in this whole Nets process is a brand of dysfunction. The guys can't get healthy. Half the time, somebody wants to trade. Somebody else wants to trade. Now we're back. Now we're breaking up. Now we're back. This is the on-again, off-again relationship that you've got with your one buddy that's dating a crazy girl. And at some point, you're like, I can't even say anything about it anymore because it just keeps I, happening. I, I think dysfunction is an understatement. I, I agree. Like, literally, you, if you accumulate everything that has transpired since Kyrie got there, James Harden situation, everything put together. Dysfunction is a, literally an understatement. Do you know they're sitting at the fourth seat right now? They're five and a half games out of first place, two and a half games out of third place. Like, I, 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 I guess, and I would never get mad at anyone at, at doing for what they feel like is best for them. I just don't understand some things from Kyrie. All the time, I I just don't I don't I don't understand it. The fact is, what makes this really frustrating, Harry, is not just that they're failing; it's why they're failing. Like it's one thing if we want to look at it and say, "Hey, Anthony Davis and LeBron can never get healthy on the court at the same time; it just didn't work out." The Clippers, Kawhi, uh, with PG was like that was supposed to be a special thing. It's like, well, guys never got healthy; it just never worked out. Like you can look at it and excuse it. With KD and Kyrie, you have two guys. You just were talking about how well thing. he's playing. Like it's been a different thing just about every season. It, it's 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 a damn soap opera. The younger the wrestlers, my dad go. When I get back home today, when I get back to Atlanta today, you know what my grandma gonna probably be doing? She gonna probably be watching a black and white movie or something on my TV, and I, I cringe every time I walk in the kitchen. Or she's gonna be watching a soap opera, Young and the Restless, whenever it, whatever it is, whatever the other ones are called. That's what the Nets have been since 2019-2020. A damn soap opera. And you can be that— Soap opera, however you say it. I'll take a soap opera that's going to get us a championship, right? Like, if it's a dysfunctional team and you're like— That hasn't been the case. They haven't even been to a conference championship game. Even with both of them healthy, as well as the the Celtics have played this year. Young and the Restless. Young and the Restless, (laughs) General Hospital? I'm fired okay. up right now. There you go. General Hospital, that's another one. As as well as the Celtics have played, the Bucks have played. You know, it, you, you mentioned yesterday the Heat. Like, we can go up and down the list of 76ers. There are a bunch of teams in the East that if everything clicks in the playoffs can win it all. And the Nets can be part of that list. But they're not head and shoulders clearly above any of those teams right now. No. They've got a battle. Even if they yes. have all of KD and all of Kyrie, it will be a battle to try and win a championship. Now... What are you going to have? I, th- that's the hard part. You're like, if you let him walk, you got nothing. If you keep him. Guess what? You know right now, Kevin Durant's out. Ben Simmons is out with the knee. TJ Warren is out with a shin. <laughs> it, it's up, this is comical to me. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, reacting to the breaking news that has just come in this hour, that Kyrie Irving has submitted a trade demand to the Nets. Also, I said this earlier, I'll say it again. Trades in the NBA are wildly complicated. You're not just talking about you, you got to match money. We always talk about this in the offseason, why trades get super confusing, and there's three teams involved. You're now telling the Nets in the middle of all of this, hey, you've got six days to figure out a complicated trade that gets you something in return, or I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to be happy the rest of the year. Like That feels like what we're setting up for, and 
I mean, I'm not a player. You were a player. It shouldn't be like this. It, it really shouldn't be like this because I understand that, you know, him and Kevin Durant decided to go there. Try, try, to, try, to, try to win it, man. Don't let nothing come between that. Try to win it. Wasted, wasted opportunities, wasted talent, wasted special skills. You guys can tune in college basketball action, by the way. Tomorrow, Iowa State hosts the Kansas Jayhawks. Coverage begins at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. I want you guys to chime in. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll take your thoughts on Kyrie. We'll let you guys chime in. It's going to make it a community conversation. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776+. Plus, I'll tell you why. I think Harry's right. They have to keep him, but that could be even worse than letting him go. I'll explain. We'll get much more on this breaking news. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. I'm Christine Lisi. Breaking news from ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Nets point guard Kyrie Irving's told the franchise he wants to be traded ahead of Thursday's deadline or he'll leave as a free agent in July. Last month, Irving was looking to stay in Brooklyn, but the sides hadn't had any significant conversations about a contract extension. Mavericks point guard Luka Doncic underwent an MRI on his right heel contusion, did not practice today. According to ESPN's Tim McMahon, it's unclear if Luka plays tomorrow night against the Warriors. Alabama basketball coach Nate Oates has agreed to a new six-year, 30 million dollar contract amid the program's best regular season in decades. The deal makes him the fourth highest paid basketball coach in the SEC and among the top 10 nationally. NHL Capital signed forward Dylan Strom to a five-year $25 million extension. NHL NHL All-Star Weekend begins tonight with the skills competition, 7 Eastern ESPN TV. You know, you put all this time into a show thinking you know what you're going to talk about. And then you get breaking news in the form of Kyrie Irving telling the Brooklyn Nets that he wants to be traded before Thursday's trade deadline. It is the breaking news that is just into ESPN this hour. Uh, just when you thought that Kyrie and the Nets were going to be able to put everything behind them and move towards trying to win a championship this year when KD gets healthy, we find out instead that he has now informed the team he wants to be traded or he will leave this summer when he hits free agency. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. A lot of conversation about what it could mean. We'll get into it in a second, but Harry, we want to let them take over, right? So yeah. let's have the callers take over here. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's go Bruce in D.C. Bruce, what you got on Kyrie? Bruce. Bruce, we got you? All this girls, black Bruce, Bruce. We, can't, we, can't, <laughs> oh, we don't have, we thought we had Bruce. How okay, about Bruce. Matt in North Carolina? We'll give Matt a shot here. Matt in North Carolina, what you got? Thanks for calling the show. Uh, I just kind of feel bad for Kyrie, right? Like, the best thing he's contributed to the NBA is the second most popular pair of sneakers that gets played in the league every night. But he wants to get paid like he's Steph Curry. Like, somebody needs to sit that guy down and say, you got to give us something if you're going to behave like this. I, I, I would say this. I think it comes a time in, in Kyrie's career where he has to understand that the, the individualized uh, Kyrie Irving needs to take a back seat towards, towards the team. I think we've seen on numerous of occasions over and over again Kyrie Irving in this individualized bubble to the point of where it has impacted everyone around him from a team perspective. 
I think it's interesting because I don't uh, understanding your worth is really difficult when you live in a bubble. And for a lot of people that start to get to that level, uh, whether it's in the NBA or whether it's in life, it's hard to see outside your bubble and realize where yep. you really stand in all of it. Let's go to Luis in Charleston, South Carolina. Thanks for calling the show. What you got? Louise. Louis. Sorry. Louis in, in Louis. Charleston. Well, what you got, buddy? Hey, sorry about that, guys. Hey, uh, long-time fan of yours since Mike and Mike, man. Love hearing you. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate um, it. I, yeah, absolutely. I just think, you know, I don't know the guy, but he's like the NFL's Antonio Brown. He's a problem child. COVID. He's always got something going on. Talent is talent, but why would you want him on your team? He's a disruptor, in my opinion. Thanks for the call. I think the disruptor I, I, portion. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him in that category. I think him and Antonio Brown on on, on different spectrums. Yeah. But it has been an issue. The reasons that he's a distraction are different. Let me say yes. that very clearly. The reasons are different. But, you know, th- there is a spot where as great as you are, at some point people are, you know, no matter how great you are, somebody somewhere is just tired of dealing with you or yep. you know what. Like, there, there's, a, there's a moment here, and I think why, why anybody would want him is a very real question, not for his greatness, but for can you, can you trust him. Mike in Huntington Beach. Mike, what you got, man? Thanks for calling us on the show. Big Mike, you there? Come on, Mike. Yes, I am. All right, talk to us, man. You're on the air. What you got? Okay, well, what I've got is about as far as Kyrie Irving uh, being a loose cannon, a pretty much a wacky guy. Um, I remember quite a few years ago when the big discussion was should the Lakers go after Ron Artest, another loose cannon but very talented guy. My first reaction at that time was, hell no, this guy, he's just too much out there. But you know what? He became one of uh, just a great Laker and one of my favorite Lakers of all time. So, you know, you you can look at it that way, too, that, uh, you know, loose cannons can become great teammates, great people. So with a talent like Kyrie Irving, how can you say no? Uh, Well, uh, go ahead, Harry. (laughs) Well, first and foremost, Kyrie Irving wanted a, what, five-year deal? Yeah. What what team – Based on all the things we've seen with Kyrie Irving recently, and I understand, and trust me, nobody knows how great he is on the basketball court more than me. Trust me. I know how great he is. What team fits is going to give somebody a five-year deal that they know is guaranteed, and you can't count on that person being there their entire season? There's such a massive difference between being a loose cannon, if that's the way you want to describe Ron Artest. Or let, let's go with another I knew, example. I knew Ron Artest was going to be there. Look at, I knew he was going to show up. Look look at Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was difficult to deal with for the Bulls. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, the documentary talking about him just going to Vegas for a few days. Like, there, there were things that were difficult. There's a difference between being difficult, being high maintenance, being a tough teammate to manage, uh, flying off the handle, having temper issues. Those are all different than consistently going to your team and saying, I want out. How many times can you go to an organization and say, I love it, I want to be here, I don't want to be here, before an organization is going to look at you and be like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. This isn't the first, it's not the second, it's the third. Like, How many times, how many organizations are going to say, you're so talented, we can fix it here, before an organization says, I don't care how talented you are. And and if you think that there's any emphasis, if, if, if you don't think that this is important, 
Vegas, look at the odds at Caesars Sportsbook. The odds earlier were at plus 650 for the Nets to win the title. That would have been third best behind only the Celtics oh, and the Bucks. Oh, my goodness. Now, the odds are plus 1,200. According to Caesars, the Grizzlies have a better op- opportunity to win the championship uh, than the Nets do. That is it's an epic fail. That's an epic fail. I'm, I'm, I'm up here trying to think about places. When, whenever Kyrie is not playing with the Brooklyn Nets, where he can go and play. and I mean, I, I got one place in my mind, and it would be with the Dallas Mavericks because they need that other player alongside Luka. Um, but my thing is, will Mark Cuban trust a guy like Kyrie Irving based on the recent history? Yeah, I mean, it's... Because he's... Mark, listen, Mark Cuban's a great businessman. I, I don't think he's going to be trying to do bad business. <laughs> Right, right. You, you ain't on Shark Tank if you. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what like, I mean. I'm just imagining Mark Cuban going to Shark Tank, Tank, and presenting to Mark Cuban and being like, "Well, see, the problem is we signed a five year deal with Kyrie, and then Mark Cuban in the Shark Tank seat will look good and be like, "I'm out, I'm out." That like <laughs> immediately two words, "I'm out." Like I, th- this is this is the breaking news, and it's complicated because it's complicated when you have greatness. All right, but greatness is also surrounded by somebody that you're not sure you can trust because every single former player in every single sport has told me the same thing over and over again. The best ability is availability. availability. Now I'll say this really quick. I look at the Lakers, and if he does end up with the Lakers at some point, I think LeBron has enough influence to kind of you know calm things down a little bit, but to a certain extent. But I like the way Hachimura has been playing since he got traded to the Lakers. There is much more to break down on the Lakers and on how we got here. You'll hear from Woj. You'll hear from Brian Windhorst. We will get you some expertise next on why we are where we are and what it means for the breaking news that Kyrie Irving has demanded a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. More to come. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. This week on Fitz and Harry. What, are we supposed to spend three hours telling you how great Tom Brady is? Like, if you haven't figured that out, then you're just an idiot. Tom Brady ended my 10-year NFL career. Come on, what you got, buddy? Tom Brady is 6-0 and against the Vikings. So starting in 2002, he beat us every four years like clockwork. And we're talking about four <laughs> different administrations. Tom Brady <laughs> beat the Vikings. Oh, Mach, let me ask you this. What part of Alaska are you from? Can we oh, lose never Mach? Mind. <laughs> yeah, he, he hung up on you. Mach, call us oh, back. Tell us where Mach. you are in Alaska. I want y'all to clip this off. I can't wait. Clip it, save it, and let me know when I'm right. Thursday on Fitz and Harry. (laughs) Thursday on Fitz and Harry. The Cowboys are sending mixed messages about Dak. Plus, Sean Payton is putting his reputation on the line for Dak? Oh, damn. (laughs) For us. Oh, man. <laughs> Spitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Peek behind the curtain. After the show, you know, oh, we, we they're called lookies, right? We record these lookies to tell you what we're going to be talking about, what we think is going to be hitting. We do these and we constantly update them because we want to make sure if you're listening to other shows, you're like, oh, I want to check out Fitz and Harry tomorrow. 
Sometimes we struggle. That's all. Sometimes, sometimes it's a bit of a struggle. I, I just I, sometimes I, we get backed in the corner. Sorry, guys. I, uh, I blame Evan. Uh, the the breaking news everybody needs to know: Kyrie Irving has demanded a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. So this is what we know at this point: uh, that he has told the franchise he wants to be traded before. Thursday's trade deadline. So obviously that doesn't give a ton of time to get the deal done as our very own Adrian Wojnarowski uh, tweeted out earlier, quote tweeted his own tweet saying that said there were some talks on a new deal for Irving, but no deal was reached and a trade request was delivered to the organization today. Sources tell ESPN Irving can leave the franchise this summer as a free agent. So this is the latest from Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN senior NBA insider. This is what he just told us about Kyrie's trade request trade request, I should say, on this just in. Irving told the Nets that they want to trade. They want to trade ahead of next Thursday. I am told that they did not request specific teams to be traded to. And I think uh, part of this, you saw some comments last week from Irving's agent about wanting a contract extension, a commitment on a new deal. Obviously, he can be a free agent next summer. And I'm told that there were some, you know, conversation about that, but there was not, uh, obviously not uh, an agreement reached on a new deal. And I think what Kyrie Irving is telling Brooklyn is, you know, if he's not traded by the deadline, then he walks for nothing next summer. That is the important part of that update. But also, we, on this show, just minutes ago, talked to Brian Windhorst because whenever you hear trade, you immediately think, oh, Lakers. Uh, Lakers need help, so let's figure out how it happens where he gets to the Lakers. This We asked him specifically if the Lakers can make a move. This is Windhorst's opinion. Only if the Lakers could get him for next to nothing. You can't offer, you can't put those draft picks in to a, try, to a Kyrie, oh, I'm, I'm going to say this. I don't know where the Lakers are on this because it just happened, but the position that the Lakers have had in the past is they can't put these picks. These are the last things that they have. You can't put them into a player that you can't know is going to be a part of your team long term. And I just don't think any team in this league can offer Kyrie Irving the kind of extension that, the, the, you know, that he is looking for at this point in time. That, Harry, is a stunning part. Not that he didn't sit there and say, well, they don't have the capital, which was my first thought. Like, what are they going to do? Trade a draft pick in 2087? Don't Google it. I know they can't actually do that. It's just the point. But Wendy didn't even reference the lack of resources. Brian Windhorst actually came in and said, I don't think they want to do that because they're not going to sign him long term. It's a trust thing, man. Can you trust the guys that you or the guys that want a certain amount of money to show up every day and do their job. Trust is a major factor in a lot of things within life. Right now, I can't trust Kyrie Irving to be on a team and do the right thing like Spike Lee made a movie about not too long ago. A little long ago, but not too long ago for me. You know what I mean? Can you, can, 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 can you trust him to do the right thing? And the answer for me is no. You can't. The question here is it, it, seriously? Will the Lakers have the grapefruits to look at LeBron Ooh. and say, you know what? I won't sign him to a max five-year deal because I can't trust him to live out the five years. When LeBron doesn't give a damn about five years, he gives a damn about right now. I give him a two-year. You give him a two-year max, like two-year deal, ton of money, 
bring him over. I mean, obviously, they're so far apart in contract discussions that maybe this is just a leverage play. I mean, the other side for the Nets is maybe you're like, hey, you know what? You're going to play out the rest of the season. We're not going to do anything, and we're going to trust that we can figure out this contract thing. But, boy, you got to be far apart to create this level, and also you got to understand, like, this is the gauntlet you drop in a contract negotiation you can't take back. Like, if you're trying to have a good-faith negotiation with the team, you just lost the good-faith portion of this. No, 100%. And I'm just I'm just looking at I'm, – I'm thinking about next year, uh, if he happens to walk away, where he can go. Will the Lakers accept him then when they can sign him to what they want to sign him for on their terms? But I'm pretty sure he's going to want a four- or five-year deal. I just don't see that happening from any NBA team, Fitz. Not just the Lakers, not just anybody. I don't see a four- to five-year deal from anybody. I, The only reason I question – because I agree with you. I agree with you. Because that, that money's guaranteed. I agree with you. But I, I the only hesitation I have on it – is if Wendy is right, if Brian Windhorst is right, and they want, they're going to get virtually nothing back in return for him. If they are going to move him just because they don't want the distraction in the locker room. Now all of a sudden you're saying, if you're telling me that he can be traded for and you can get rid of Russ, and all of a sudden you can go into the rest of this season with Kyrie and LeBron and AD, you got a real shot at a chip right now. And Hachimura. And, and his, just a Acquired via trade. Uh, you want to tell me that they don't feel good about that roster winning a championship right now? And I don't, I'm well, not sure that they well, could talk I, I LeBron into not. I, I don't think about. I don't think they will win a championship still with that roster just because. I look at the East, and you still got to go against the East. But I look at Denver. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at Memphis, and, I, and even though Memphis, I feel like needs some more scoring, better shooting on their roster. The boys are young, man. It, them jokers it, are young out there. You're, we're going to find out quick how desperate the Lakers are, no. right? Like that's what we're going to find out in the next in the, in the coming days. We're going to find out how desperate you know the Lakers are. No, I ain't counting out no Chef Curry with and, the pot. And you and I both know that there's a real chance here. The Nets just look at him and say, "That's cute. You want to trade? I love the fact that you want out." We'll see you next week, and we're just going to keep working. I mean, that that is <laughs> a very real next week, boss. possible uh, solution to this scenario. What I know is that Kenny and Carlin will keep breaking it down for you. Obviously, the breaking news: Kyrie wants out. What'll happen next? Thanks for hanging out with Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. You've been listening to the Fitz and Harry podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And you can watch on the ESPN app.